Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Lorelai Drack. Lorelai had a near-death experience where she encountered loved ones, and today we're going to learn about it. Lorelai, thank you so much for joining us and welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff, and allowing me to speak here today. I, um, my first experience was when I was seven years old. Um, I had gone down to our quarry on our property. We had like 191 acres in Wisconsin. And um, my brother really wanted to go fishing and my aunt and uncle were over. So they decided to just walk us back. Um, to the quarry while my mom was making dinner so um, there was there was a large pond uh, one end had a pier uh, with like 30 foot deep water and then there was a shallower end at a different entrance that was connected um, where the bluegill spawned and that's where my brother and my uncle decided to go check out the fish and see you know how many how good a year it was you know and so um my aunt stayed on shore and I decided to walk out on the pier. I was looking at the water. Um, then my aunt was like, you know, I'm going to go check on your uncle. Are you going to be safe? You know, be careful, stay away from the edge, all that, you know, motherly stuff. And so I said, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll be okay. So she went to go check on my uncle. And meanwhile, I was just standing on the edge and I, I kind of like felt pulled in, you know, cause the way the light was reflecting off the water and the waves so I was standing at the edge and I started to feel like kind of woozy. I'm like, woo, you know, so I moved to the other side thinking, you know, the light would reflect differently. And the next thing I remember, I was in the water. Like literally, I just remember on the pier and in the water. And um, I was going down and I didn't know how to swim. Um, so I, I was just thinking like, <laughs> and I remember screaming, I could see the bubbles come up my face. And as soon as I realized, I'm like, oh my God, I can't breathe in. I'm going to die. The minute I surrendered, like said, I was going to die. I was out of my body, like just gone. And then the next thing I recall, I was above the whole area. Like I could see for miles and I, I, I could hear all my loved ones thoughts and, um, I could hear and see my aunt like yell because she had turned to check on me and I was gone. She had turned around to come check on me because she must have had a feeling. I don't know where she heard me go in the water. I, I do not know. And so she was yelling and then she was screaming to my uncle across the pond. You know, she fell in. My aunt couldn't swim either. So, <laughs> um, and so then that's when I started, you know, I, I could hear all the thoughts. And so my brother was wondering if he could swim faster to me across the pond or run to help. And I just thought that was so silly, you know, in spirit. Because I was like, you can't do what, you know? And then um, my uncle was more like, oh, my gosh, you know, and they're going to blame us. You know, it was all that the, the instant guilt, like, oh, my gosh. So he went running to my aunt. Meanwhile, my aunt is walking down the um, pier, and, and, and she's figuring out in her head, like, how can she get to me without us both drowning? So she grabs onto, like, the post at the end, and she's trying to reach for my body. This is when I see... Um, my body just, um, I, I could see it like starting to rise, you know, so she was trying to grab at it. Um, 
But meanwhile, while all this is going on, it seems like simultaneously, um, I, I saw all this, but um, the, the minute I uh, heard my brother and my uncle just that, that's when I, like what I say was in the clouds. Like I was in this mist um, with what I call source <laughs> or God. It was the brightest light you could ever imagine like a megawatt like you think it would burn your eyeballs out it was like looking at the sun but it didn't hurt but you like couldn't meet meet the gaze you know like i i drew a picture of it that maybe you can add later but like you you were looking at it but you weren't looking at it and you you, you it was just towering above me but it was like you could make the outline that it was a being but you you couldn't look at it and you couldn't make it out it was just that right and the the most unconditional love and peace that you it's not earthly describable i don't have the right words it's kind of like a parental love times a trillion you know like that kind of warmth and acceptance and um it it it, it literally like if you were in a body you'd be on your knees like, oh my God. you know you're just overwhelmed and um i remember there was like to the left of me I knew there was like a guide or someone there like that brought me to that point. Um, and they were telling me in this particular uh, NDE that I had to go back. I had, there was more things I needed to do. And I just remember like begging and pleading and saying, you know, I, I knew that I would have a life of trauma. And I just, I'm like, you can't make me do this. Please don't make, you know, literally begging. <laughs> They're like, but the voice, you know, it was telepathic, but it, it was definitely like a male voice. And it was definitely like, you know, you could tell it was loving, but authoritative, like you have to go back. This is for you. You know, you, you have to do this. And um, so from there is when um, I, I got the like earth view again, you know, and I was fighting because I did not want to go to my body. I could say, I mean, you can't make me go in there. <laughs> and. And so like, I saw them get my body and, you know, they, they drug it out. And then um, I believe it was my uncle because I was in and out that brought my body uh, up to the shore and laid me on my side, but I had no oil effects. There was no water in my lungs. There was nothing. Um, uh, but I remember like looking at my body and not wanting to go in my body. And then next thing I was kind of aware of my body, but I wasn't like, like it was, it was like, it was in autopilot. Like I was going through the motions. I think they said I didn't really speak till the next day. Just, I would nod my head, but I, I wouldn't. It's like, I wasn't there, but I was there, you know. And many NDE people always say both worlds. And yeah, I was there for a long time and created a lot of dis-ease in my body because I did not want to get back in it. <laughs> I just kept rejecting it. I was, you know, I was savage, you know. And earthly thoughts are different than spirit thoughts. Obviously you don't have, I had an understanding, but I didn't have the, um, I still had the emotional maturity, I guess you would say. <laughs> I was happy, like, you can't make me. My mother always called me an old soul though. And, um, and it was so hard to come back because it was, at that time, I mean, you have to understand that was what, um, late seventies, you know, uh, there were, there was people, my family things were not loving compared to then. It, it was just like a traumatic because you went from this pure love to somewhere where, you know, you were you were ridiculed and made fun of and all these things that childhood bullying causes, you know, it, it was just so foreign that I was just 
I had a really tough time assimilating back in. And I guess that's why it's such a thing for me to help other MBEers reintegrate and the things they need to be aware of that I wish I, you know, I knew. <laughs> but that was my first um, uh, death experience. Um, uh, it, it was um, life-changing. I My gifts expanded exponentially. Um, some of them not... <laughs> not so fun at first because you know i'm seven i don't understand what these things mean like i could tell when souls were preparing to leave their body so people would look waxy to me if they were going to die and they always died within like two weeks of when i saw this so you know as a kid you know you don't have the understanding like did i cause that what happened to this you know how could i couldn't stop that you know things like that it was very it was very difficult and i had lots of prophetic dreams like all the time tons of days everything was deja vu like i just basically lived in deja vu you know things like that so i had a rough childhood my my other NDs weren't until like you know i was much older and had a better understanding thank you for sharing your story with us one of the things i found very interesting is that how you describe the light like almost blinding but you can still see it and you're not the only one that says that but it's interesting to imagine that the light is so bright that if it was here, it would like burn your eyes, but there you yes. can handle it. Well, I've come to understand it's, it's the, because it's the vibration. They are so much higher and faster that it's, it perceives as light. You know, it's this tremendous light where earth is very dense. It's harder. And that's why, you know, spirit has a hard time reaching us here because the frequency is so dense. Um, unless, you know, um, you know, as we heal and elevate, we can have more connection with spirit. The more light we hold, the more healed of a channel, the more connection we have. So I, I understand that that's because those beings are healed. They're, they're pure love. So their their vibration is just so high. We can't comprehend. It seems so bright to us. And especially when you come from that level of bright to this, it's, it's very shocking. And that's why I think, you know, people and things are attracted to you because you, they recognize that light, that light of home, you know, so they, you know, they sense it, you know, and, and um, for a while it's kind of hard because, you know, people are, they don't know why they're drawn to you or, or, or what it is that they feel. They just know they feel it. You know? Do you find that when you're in that light, you are being healed I believe so. And from what my understanding is, um, from my experiences, is that um, in order to be in that light frequency, yes, you have to um, have a positive energy balance. So um, they literally like, it's kind of like a tuning fork. You're being retuned. I think that's why sometimes people hear melodious things or, or things like that. It's kind of like a divine tuning fork. You know what I mean? Like it's cleansing your energy. Another couple of things that caught my interest were that you said that earthly thoughts are different mm-hmm. from spirit thoughts. Mm-hmm. You also said that you didn't want to go back to a life of trauma. When you were thinking you don't want to go back to that life, was that a spirit thought or an earthly? Earthly. Because I, I, I hadn't, um, even when you're in spirit, you're still yourself. Hear me out. Um, it depends upon your level of awareness and ascension. So I was still at the awareness, like, you know, that I had to have that pain and suffering. Does this make sense? And so, and I didn't realize the gift that life was. So all I could see was like, you're going to make me go through all that. Why? Why would you do that? 
no, nobody, it was just showing my own choices. So people always say, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? In the void of spirit, of the void of creation, neither. They both exist at the same time. So even though your story may be written, it's still choices that you're making then. So none of it was me or being punished or something I didn't choose. It was, you know, they know me, my, the, you know, and so I made these choices um, because I was unaware. Um, I always say this to people like, once you realize and are mindful to keep your mind in the now, you don't create that chaos for yourself. Because we're always looking back looking back at things that have happened just creates a trauma loop of energy. So that energy loop in the world and personally looking at history will recreate itself because you're pulling that energy. So you're going to have those same experiences until you heal and let go. Mm -hmm. Um, But you don't have to, it's just because we revisit it. We pull that energy. We don't realize that we are creator beings and that thoughts create our reality. They're, they're literally, words are light code. My last death experience was because I wrote something silly um, that I should have known better um, on, a, on a meme about lame ways to die in the NDE group, <laughs> no less. Hmm. You know, um, and they said, at you level of light, you cannot, your things manifest faster. You, you know, how, how did you not remember this? And I'm like, earthly needs a dance. I for, you forget here. Don't you understand that you forget once you're there, you know? Um, so with each experience, like my, um, my last two, I chose to come back. I knew what my purpose was. I, I knew that, you know, I was here to be of service, to, you know, bring that light here. Um, so people can remember who and what they are, that, that that's why I'm here. Like literally just by being here, I'm a beacon. I'm sending out that energy to all the energy points. You know, that's why, you know, I had the experiences. That's why I'm here. And, um, and I knew that there was going to be a shift in consciousness and every, um, and we were going to go to like a lighter, start to go to a lighter density, excuse me. Um, the more people realized love, um, and the more awareness people, uh, came to, uh, so it's like, I worked many lifetimes to see this. I am not missing it. I am going back. You can't stop me. I worked for this kind of thing you know by my last one I'm like I work for this I'm not missing it so yeah so as as I had awareness and um remembrance and and knew myself and healed myself that's when I knew you know I it wasn't trauma you know it wasn't anything that like was being done to me or any of those things um it was my lack of mindfulness you know that's part of what we're here to learn our, our biggest thing we're here to learn besides unconditional love, unconditional love, accepting, accepting everyone's path at the point they're at, not trying to change them, not label them, not give them expectations, acceptance and love. Um, the second thing is sovereignty of souls. It's the same thing is um, respect your path. Do not put things on to people. Um, when you literally say, well, this could happen to you, or don't you understand this? you're literally programming their mind. You're trying to shift their experience. We literally do that from a time a child is born. A child is born a pure light channel. We have to stop doing that and telling them that it's fanciful or it's their imagination. No, they remember what we're capable of. They're very gifted light beings, you know? Um, so that's, that's the sovereignty we're supposed to learn. Like we're in a body, we need to see it as a gift. 
and work symbiotic with spirit, you know, to bring about our best lives. But we have to learn that every soul is different. Every soul has a different truth and respect their truth. Since you've had multiple NDEs and you've had them in different ages of your life, do you think it's easier to process an NDE in childhood or in later years? As a child, you're more pure, so you, but you take it quite literal. You don't understand some things that um, the spirit is very, to me anyway, I've always had a kind of a photographic memory. That's how I remember memories. I literally take a snapshot in time. And spirit is very much like that. Um, so you may get visuals and you may interpret it from your human perception and experiences is one thing. Um, but in spirit, they're trying to lead, if not you, your subconscious to that. Like um, your intuition is a huge thing. It is literally your divine GPS. Um, it tries to keep you on the course that you chose and that you're supposed to be on. And when you know you're on that course, um, is tons of deja vus, synchronicity, like you see everything connected. That's when you're in the flow in service, you know. So that's how you know you're on your path. And the reason you want to be on your path is because the, the more you stay on path, you know, the more you get through the things you've learned in the life lifetime, um, the more ascended you will be. We choose to come to earth because it's kind of like you can read a book or like a guidebook and go, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of get that. But until you experience it, you don't have that 360 view. So we come to earth to get that 360 view, like we, to understand. And so this is why, you know, we, we want to follow that intuition. It's, it's literally leading you where you need to go. It's your divine map. Always trust it. Never doubt. If you get a feeling, trust it. Because that, if it's a loving thought and, and, and you're doubting yourself, go with the loving thought. It's, it's trying to guide you where you need to be. But, um, sorry. So as a adult, I'm able to see those pictures. And, and with the more understanding I have of how spirit works, I understand what the message is more so than I did then. So after your NDE at seven, did you understand that you had died and come back at that point in your life? Or did you just think you went to a dream world or how did you process it? No, I told my mom, um, that, uh, what happened. And I'm like, I, I know I died, you know, uh, there's no way, you know, like I remember surrendering, like I'm going to die. So I knew that that is what happened to me. Do you know what I mean? Cause there's no, think about it. There's, there's very little chance, um, of you, surviving that like a lung full of water you know um unless somebody gets to you right away and everything else but they didn't even find water in my lungs it was just like okay you know yet i saw my body go you know down you know all these things you know so i often i always say especially my last nd we can heal our body it's very possible we're just not aware of it if you believe and you know you can do and um Cause there's so many people who are like, I know I died, but I came back to my body and it was perfectly fine. Or I had to heal my body when I came back. I mean, you hear various uh, different accounts, but that, that is the case. And we can heal our body now. We just don't believe we can, you know, um, but you have to do that work, that mindfulness, that looking at each trauma and why it occurred, take accountability and responsibility and let it go. Never look back ever, ever. Just let it go and move forward into where you are now. You're not that person yesterday, a minute ago. You're not that person anymore. You have a choice. Just keep choosing a loving choice for yourself. And um, 
that that's what mostly I have learned from that. And the more you heal, the more you have that divine channel. Like our loved ones are all around us. They're literally trying to reach us. The illusion here is death. Our loved ones are just waiting for us to like be aware, wake up. We're right here. Talk to us. Why don't you talk to us? You know, they're literally right here. It's just an awareness thing and and being on that vibration of love to reach them. They give us synchronicities all the time. But um, sometimes we're lost in our own grief and that happens. Um, but they're more alive than they've ever been. So if that helps you process grief enough to um, come to an understanding, that's very important because your loved ones are waiting for you um, and, and they want to reach out. And so I just feel that that to some that might be the most important reason to do the work. But um, it's very important to heal yourself. Do you think everybody is on a path of service while they're here on earth? I think some it's a reward. Some it's service. I think you have a general knowing like my daughter and my husband are both at an ID also. And, you know, they have different purposes and, and I understand that, that, you know, that's why they're here. Um, and my daughter is like, I came here to rest and observe. I didn't come here to work. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I've done enough. <laughs> I'm just here to add the light and help, you know? So, you know, and everybody has, has their um, purpose. And some people literally are here just to help move others along. I always say like your nemesis here is probably your heavenly best friend. They love you more than anybody ever possibly could because they took that role for you to heal. And I found when I found that healing, the relationship just switched like a light switch. So it, I, I always say everyone is a mirror. If you can see yourself in everyone and in that situation, there's no way we couldn't live in unconditional love because you can't treat somebody that way if you see yourself in them. Everyone's a mirror. Mm. Just remember, we're all going through the same thing. You know, we're all trying to wake our way, make our way home in the best possible light. You know what I mean? I was told in my... Um, third ND, you know, you can stay, you've done enough, you've left a positive balance. He is to leave a positive balance. We are human. We will make mistakes. We will do things that we go back to them. But they were part of our experience and growth. Like I understand now I went through those traumas to be a healer, to help, to understand. You can't reach somebody on a vibration you've never been at. If you haven't had that, you can't reach them. It's kind of like, you know, and this is a big thing I push. Truth is hidden in all things. Like dreams may come, you know, to try to reach her at that vibration, you know, to, to, to show her the light, you know, I don't know if you've seen that movie, but it's very real like that. And, um, you can't help people out of that. Uh, they have to do their own healing, but you can be the guide. And like, I took these steps or, um, or just be the light, be there for them. Show them that like, I've been through this. You can be here too. I heard you use the word light codes, and I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us more about that? Everything is energy, but some, your words that are authentic to you are your light code. They carry your story. Um, when you're authentic, they're like a divine key code. They will start to awaken others. That's how I can tell when someone is being authentic or not. Like if they're, I, I can tell lies like a mile a minute. Okay. Like what I'll just allow it. I'll be like, Okay. You know, this is where you're at right now, you know, but that's how, you know, someone's authentic. I mean, I don't know if all empaths realize that's what they're sensing, but it's, it's an energy code. And it also, like I said, um, some of it, when I talk about spirit is what I called, you know, divine keys. 
And I, and I remember after my last experience, I started giving people keys and I, I just say, you're limitless. I started handing out keys. <laughs> and it, it's true though, but it was a reminder for them to hold, like you're limitless. And um, because anything you want to have or be, you can. And um, you just have to know how to work with energy. I always say like Jesus was the grand alchemist. Everything is created by energy and energy agreements. So, um, and, and, and matter can change form. So you can, I've seen it, okay? You can literally change things and you can literally move things and bring things into your experience. So it's very important to realize how that works. Um, there is no lack. You can live in abundance. Abundance is here for everyone. It's a mindset. That's why, I, you know, I preach mindfulness to <laughs> an exhausting extent, but it really is. And I always say to people, if you want to find that now, that mindfulness, find something that gives you such joy, you don't have a thought in your head. For me, that's dancing. That was a reminder my mother gave me on that um, experience I was talking about. Um, dancing is that for me. Whatever brings you to that point and keep practicing it till you know that vibration and you can go there to heal. You can stay there. You can pull it there anytime. That's your divine connection. Feel it, pull it to you and live there and you will live your best life. You'll be unstoppable in the sense that you can attain whatever you want to attain. There's, there's no limits. We just are so programmed to think we are less worthy, less capable and that doesn't exist. It really doesn't. It's what I call a part of the illusion. <laughs> Can you tell us about some of your other NDEs and what happened? My second one, I don't have a lot of memory from, to be honest. I was told later why it happened. I um, had a, a visitation from my grandmother. Um, in life, she was kind of like, she didn't show a lot of emotion and, and she wasn't very connectable, but um, in spirit, she came to me um, and she told me, like, this baby won't be yours to keep. Um, but there's a reason. And you'll go on to have other children. Please don't be afraid. Um, and she showed me sitting in the clinic office with her. And then she showed me the calendar of the date. And that's the date I lost my baby. Um, um, I went into extreme pain. I had to go to the ER. And since it was an emergency DNC, um, because I was in, in distress, um, they had to uh, anesthetize me rather quickly and they used too much. So I stopped breathing and I was anemic and they weren't aware. So I started bleeding out. I had to be intubated and all this. Um, but my grandma, you know, and later in my other ideas, I learned that like, I just went home for healing. There was no, you know, need for me to have a memory per se of it. Just, I had the same sensation and the same disconnectedness um when I um came back from it that I did to my first entity so I knew something happened and I was you know calming everybody around me like you know you know this was meant to be it is okay you know you, you know people kept saying oh we're so sorry and I'm like, you know I had a different understanding of it I I knew why and I you know um my third one um I lost uh, a blood flow to my brain and I went walking backwards, fell against a door jam and seizured. Um, and they found me at an odd angle, not, not breathing. Um, but then I instantly like jumped up back in their faces and scared the living for Jesus. But during that, uh, <laughs> um, 
it was like literally i felt myself just literally project like, like i just you know like this you know uh when I, I went back into my body uh because i was so you know like i gotta get back to my daughter um uh, because it happened in front of my daughter and, and my um my husband so i was like so focused but during that nde itself i went to what i call heaven city it's the area where spirits and stuff work from that guide people here um and and keep track of the plans and paths that we chose um and i was sitting on this big um like marble bench um next to my mom and the weird thing is is i didn't sense her energy and um the being was very She's like it's for your benefit we want you to, you know um to be calm you know and she seemed a little contrite <laughs> like or in shock that kind of like i had that awareness that i knew that, that you know that who she was and that it, she was a light being, but not my mother's energy, if that makes sense. Um, Cause your, your loved ones can meet you, but they're also doing other things. So my mom might not have been available if this makes sense to uh, other experiencers. And so, and it was weird because in my first experience, I didn't see anybody. There were no bodies, you know, and this one, the only thing I saw and remember is just that she was tapping my leg. She was like, it's okay. It's, it's going to be okay. You've done enough now. You can stay and rest. Um, and I'm like, no, no, my daughter needs me. I need to get back now. I, I, she's like, you can take time to think, I'm like, no, I got to go back now. Um, but I also remembered in a previous, I call them alternate lives because in spirit time, everything isn't linear. Um, I had died on my same daughter in a different lifetime as her father. Hmm. Um, I remember it vividly <laughs> how I died and what happened to me. And um, I chose love. So I was able to go back because I, I wasn't going to do that to her again. I think it was, I felt like almost like it was a test. You know what I mean? Like I chose love and not to traumatize her soul again by leaving her so young. And um, so that was part of two why I chose to come back and why I was so concerned about my daughter. I'm like, I can't do that to her. <laughs> um, but the interesting thing is, I, I want to mention about that um, past life. And I, I believe I was shown that one for a reason. Because ever since I was a young child, I think possibly this was like my closest timeline to this one. And that's why your closest timeline affects this timeline. And I, uh, I was shot by some robbers in that one. And that's exactly where I had extreme pain since I was a child. Like I doubled over sometimes I'd almost pass out. My mom took me to so many specialists, so many tests, they couldn't find a reason for it. Um, and uh, I was shown that's why I had that pain. It was exactly the same spot. It was the traumatic memory and leaving my family, you know, and saying goodbye to my wife and daughter. I died in my wife's arms in that, um, that lifetime. Um, and so like, people always say, why can't I see my own past lives and different things? You will in spirit timing, everything's divine timing. You know, um, if it's, and only I feel, this is what I feel, only if it pertains to this lifetime, if it's something that will, you know, bring about your spiritual growth. If we remembered all our lifetimes and all the loved ones we left behind, there's no way we could function here. You kind of touched on it earlier, but I hope you can um, expand on this. A lot of my audience, in my opinion, are people who have lost somebody dear to them. And they're curious about if they're okay on the other side or want some reassurance. Can you, can you help them with that? 
Yes. Like I've even seen my mother living an alternate loving choice of her same life. Um, they're, they're off doing spirit work or their own ex- expanding, but they're always, they're literally, we travel at the speed of thought and spirit. So you think of them, you talk to them, they're right there. We can be in a zillion places at once as far as thought and our energy. So they're, they're never away from you. Um, I've had so much contact with my mother and so has my daughter. Um, she passed away when, um, in 2004. She was a very strong understanding soul. She's the only one who supported my gifts. And if I had visions, would let people know, you know, um, to the point that, you know, they saw enough of them come true. They always trusted me, but um, she was always that median for me. Anyway, so, and she's told both me and my daughter, and this may help some people in some way, um, that the reason she chose to cross was she can guide us and help us more from that vibration than she could have here. It was a choice of love. And she also chose, told me she chose to have cancer um, so we could acclimate and it wouldn't be traumatic um, that we had time to accept her death. Um, that was her other loving choice. You know, sometimes um, very like aware souls make, make those choices. Um, and, and nobody does it out of not being loving. These, these choices are always a loving choice. Because sometimes I know I know this, that if my mother had stayed here, I wouldn't have had the growth I did. You know, my mother was a, a matriarch. She she handled everything. She was the filter for everybody. We wouldn't have grown if she stayed because we, we didn't have that awareness um, to do so. You know, our loved ones always make the highest choice for us, whether we're aware of it or not. Um, and so, you know, and that's how she said, like, if you want to reach me, you need to start dancing again. That was the message she gave to the meeting. And I totally understood. Dancing was our thing. That's, and that's what she does. She's, she's always dancing and happy over there. And even in my own vision, I saw her happy and dancing and living her bestest life. Um, you know, and, and doing all the things that she was capable of that she didn't think she could hear. You know, because she was so caught up in what everybody else told her she could do and what her limits were. So it's, it's very important that... Um, she she had that awareness do you think you and your daughter have had many lives together yes um in my last uh, near-death experience um she was part of what i call my soul family um and some of my soul family was actually able to validate my experience um because i think they were there astrally maybe possibly i'm not sure um anyway so um i saw her and and my husband and my daughter has been shown that yeah, that's part of our, what we call soul family. Um, they're members who you come and make this journey and have agreements with um, because you're stronger together. Uh, you have a lot more light energy when you're together and you work well together. So you're able to accomplish more. So it's kind of like your jump team, <laughs> I call it, you know, to, to uh, experience earth with. And um, I know my husband and I have had men, probably many more together. Um, so and you have a feel for that. Like you will literally sense people and be drawn to people um, that you've had many lives with. Um, and sometimes we get like a, I think um, are like some people pull us, some people repel us. And it could be because you've had a past life with them that was traumatic um, or um, like spiritually, you know, you have some things to resolve because we all agree to play a role for each other. Like I told you how, um, like 
your heavenly best friend will do that thing for you um because you agree to these roles so you both have the same experience you just flip it 360. um but as an awareness soul we we can look like as a child my mother always said i did that like well i understand why they do that and mom they did this she's like don't be the devil's advocate <laughs> you know <laughs> you know but i understood how everybody got to that point you know and now since my last experience like i can see energy in people like if they have unhealed trauma it looks like almost like a tumbleweed like you know a pig pen you know <laughs> from the peanuts like but it's like that it's like churning in them in, in different areas and some people they've it's, it's basically uh energy attachments that are not positive experiences and you know so i can kind of read that and look at their trauma and say you know like uh, you know is there something you're not looking at you know um you know i can kind of guide them to these points and um i think that's another reason that like i'm here to help guide you know nobody can do the healing for you it's only a temporary fix you'll feel better because you're in their light energy or they've done an energy healing but until you heal yourself, it's going to come back. Like if we don't change our life patterns, you know, and, and things like this and who we surround ourselves with, you vibrate to the you match vibrations. So it's very important, like what you surround yourself with and who you surround yourself with and um, your, your thought processes um, and, and, and how those work like whatever your perspective and perception of like of your reality is going to manifest for you you're going to see it in everything so um stop punishing yourself <laughs> literally we do that and there is no judgment on the other side other than what we look at and know as a soul we should have done you know we're hard on ourselves we create our own punishment so to speak um as humans, because we're like, we know we should have done that and we just fester on it. Now let it go. <laughs> Can you tell us more about your gifts? I've experienced like all of the clear abilities, you know, like with smelling, hearing, sight, sensing energy, all of these things. Um, different ones are stronger when I need them you know, what areas and times I need them, it seems. So I'll go through periods where I'll have more visions. Um, I'll have other ones where I like know loved ones are visiting me because I know their energy sent, things like that. Um, but when I was, when I first had my first NDE, it was like I told you, I could tell um, when people, when souls were preparing to make their journey home, they were starting to like basically disconnect from the physical vehicle. Um, and I could sense that about them. They looked like wax dummies, kind of. Um, but I asked not to see that because that was just too traumatic for me. So now I just sense the energy. I get this like feeling. I don't know how else to describe it. That yeah. Um, and I can sense that in them. Like with my aunt, I sensed it. I warned her. I told her to go to the doctor. You know, no matter what he says, make him listen. You can't. With gifts, you have to understand everybody has a path and respect their choice. That's back to sovereignty. Like, um, you, you can't alter choices. You can give them a choice, but you can't affect another's choice. So you have to be very accepting of, you know, even if you're called to, because I don't usually tell people things unless I'm like really pushed to or they seek, because that's again, respecting sovereignty. Um, and so, you have to learn to accept that 
they have that right and that's them and it has nothing to do with you you can't save anyone you know well they may be back soon anyways <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and and that's what i say with spirit time and people don't understand this like you could be living other lives at the same time period people don't understand that you can overlap at least in my experience like that same oversoul um has many fractals experiencing so um and my experiences and from what i was shown literally there's fractals of me through all time and space having experiences so like somebody you're really connected to could just be another version of you that's why they call it i mean some people like to say oh twin flame or this that it's just an you know and and you'll run into people who are like i swear that was i mean there's so much like you yeah because they're just you making other choices. <laughs> do you lucid dream or do you have any dreams that are like prophetic? Yes, I, I've, I've had many. Um, some good, you know, some, some, you know, we're able to help people. Other ones, they're just so I'm prepared because I, I like I told you, I, I can't change or make people believe things that are going to happen. So it's more like a lot of them are, and I get this now, especially younger about, preparing me for others deaths because so they wouldn't be traumatic uh so i think i saw a lot of that because of that um but I, I think it's more in a time when i wasn't aware so that i didn't attach to these events and like future events that i've seen um and i know other end years have too um basically what i was taught in this and told and I believe this is very important, especially in the times we live in, that I'm going to tell you this. Um, don't attach to the story. Disconnect from the news. Disconnect from all the things that program your mind. Because literally, the chicken before the egg theory, if you believe it, you're creating it at the same time. Um, so please be aware of that. And um, know that you don't have to attach to the story playing out in our world. And, and I mean that in the sense like you don't have to let it affect you energetically. Um, and, and that's not a level of disconnect or um, lack of empathy because <laughs> trust me, we have huge empathy. What I am saying, nothing, absolutely nothing can harm you unless you make that choice and trust your choices. But um, we are always safe and loved unconditionally, always. So if, you can reject anything that you don't want in your story, quite literally. So if, if, but you have to believe it and you have to be mindful of it and not feed your mind that. So you are the master and the creator of your story. Um, so just, I, I stressed it a lot that um, you may see chaos. I've seen visions of this chaos going on around you but walk without fear i've gotten this message so many times and in my visions and in my NDEs, you are safe you can walk through a storm and it will not harm you it will not but you have to get there and you have to do the healing and that's my biggest message that i have been told over and over again that i need to say so that's what I want people to be aware of that you're in complete control of your reality and what you want in it. Do you think it's possible to make the decision that, okay, I've learned enough. 
now I want to go ahead and live out the rest of my life in paradise and then have like a fun, amazing rest of your life? Yes. I mean, it's kind of like one of those things, like people that are living their best life have fulfilled what they, you know, made promises and agreements to do. Um, so you always wonder why, why does that guy have everything? You know, he did the work to be there. Don't be envious. You could be there too. You just didn't make the loving choices yet for yourself. Self-mastery comes from self-unconditional love. When you create unconditional love within yourself, you don't see anything besides love and everyone else. And when you don't see that, that's when you create paradise because there is no stress, no, no trauma, no suffering because you know everyone is you and no one can harm you and you can't. You don't have to experience that unless you choose to. So once we have that self-mastery, yeah, we we move past that. We're rewarded with our best experiences. While you're answering that, it made me think about our illusion of maybe people being in paradise can also be wrong because there are many, many wealthy people that are unhappy. Very, exactly. I've always said this, like, I, I am very... Like I will give and give it to everybody else. You know what I mean? Um, but for me, I'm like, I don't need that. Like I can live simply and be okay with it. You know, um, I learned that lesson <laughs> um, because, you know, we went from having like money and good jobs and all these other things. Um, and both of our health just turned 180 because we were attaching, we were, you know, in a place of trauma. Um, and, and we lost it all. <laughs> but then, like, even my kids say, those are the best times of our lives. We had the most experiences. We spent the most time as family. You don't need things. You're not taking things with you. Love is the only thing you take with you and the only thing that is measured. They will ask you, was that a loving choice? And trust me, you do not want to look at them and say, no. So start healing now. Do it now. Everything matters in this moment forward. So I I just can't stress that enough. If it's not, if it's not a loving thought, even to yourself, dispel it. I always tell people to spell it out loud. Say, you know, you're not welcome here. You must leave now. I even with my own son who had some issues, um, he's like, wow, mom, I've taught me and my friends that and it works. I can't believe he's like, I was depressed. I was this, it's like, it literally, you know, changed us. And I said, it does because you're choosing, you're aware that you're being influenced. You can choose your life. Don't let that feed of, of this thought training feed your mind. I think it's great that you're talking about to see yourself and everybody else. If we can now imagine that everybody we know is us as well, we'll start acting completely differently. Yes. I mean, literally, um, we're all the same, just with different outer shells. You know, if you could see everybody in, in, inside, you'd be like, oh, oh, wow. You know, if you see their light um, and we're getting there where, where we realize it as as a collective consciousness. Um, uh, but uh, it's very hard if you can look at somebody and, and know everything that makes them tick to judge, to dislike to whatever because they're acting from a place of trauma and they think they're stuck there because they don't understand how to find their way out and 
when you see that pain in someone you and that they're choosing to hang it is a choice you know but they're not aware it's a choice um you know those type of people i just i just send love like i i'm just you know and i have noticed like the minute i send love these people just switch you know they'll be like all caustic and nasty at you and you'll be like i understand where you come from it's okay it's okay to feel this way and the it's like so if we don't reflect that same energy back to them it literally changes the whole situation and that's how i want people to get to that um and we're not all mindful i mean i still have moments you know but it's it's the fact that you're aware of them and let them go if you step back and look at the big picture of everything mm-hmm. What is the point of us coming here? And if part of the point of us coming here is learning and suffering, then is it okay that people are suffering? You know, I get asked this a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm, I have a hard time answering it in the sense that it's not something that people want to accept on some level. Um, because it doesn't have to be traumatic. It doesn't have to be suffering. The, the illusion and the veil um, are what created because we don't remember ourselves. Um, but we did choose that um, because part of our growth is to realize the human experience. You can't guide or help um, human uh, humanity if you don't understand why they make the choices, why they're in the place that they are. Um, so it took those traumas and struggles um, for me to find that awareness. Not everybody needs that. Um, not everybody chooses that. Um, and sometimes it's energy balancing itself. Cause like I told you, when we finally go into oneness and join like our soul back in heaven, I call it heaven because it's just easier <laughs> for understanding purposes. I don't like labels. Um, but you want to take, like I said, a positive balance. So in all these lives that we live out here while we're here, um, we're, we're constantly trying to create that balance. So in order to do that, like if I did this, I need to experience this. I did this to you. I need to experience this. You have to create that negative balance on things that you did that were not loving, you know, to clean the slate is how they call it. So if you weren't mindful and you made an unloving choice, you know, sometime in your lives, maybe not this life, you're going to experience it um, yourself. So you get that 360 view. But when you have that awareness and you do the healing, you already have the 360 view. I mean, I was blessed, even though it didn't feel like it at the time with my NDEs, because it gave me that 360 view. Not all of us choose that. We have to respect our stories. What I say to people is we're literally literally living out divine thoughts, a storyline. But part of the reason we're here it, and, and to create an infinite infinity is to expand on that story. Our free will expands that story because we make different choices than than our than our source would have and so we're learning and we're making different choices so we're expanding all that is constantly by doing so 
And by doing that, we create eternity because there's always a different choice and always different scenario. Um, you know, like 20 years ago, it's, you know, we had basic cars and not the technology. Now we have this technology, so it's a whole new experience how you treat people and how you act, right? Um, so there's never two stories that are going to be the same. And they're always going to be expanding. Um, but what I want people to understand is, from my experiences, we're living out these stories, but we're not the character in the story. The character may die, but the actor never does. We're watching a divine play. We should look at it as the observer and observe how it plays out and learn from it. When we get so caught up in the story that we create all this chaos and we change the story. When it was supposed to be a beautiful divine story, well, we change it and not always for the better. Lorelai, I'm running out of time, but I want to support you. <laughs> okay. mm -hmm. um, so I know that you make jewelry and you have a Facebook page. Can you tell us about that? I make intuitive jewelry. Um, and, and what that is, is like if somebody reaches out to me and they'll be like, I want a piece, you know, or um, I've had a lot of times I do it as a random act of kindness if I sense somebody needs something. Um, and I just go into it to be, I know that, you know, I get a few details and I just go from there and um, people say, you know, they could feel the energy in it. Uh, they, they, you know, um, they're like, it's, I'm going to pass this on to my children or I would bought this in the store. And that makes, you know, that that's my way of giving back without, you know, spirit knowledge should always be free, but that's my way of, giving love to people in a tangible way, just like the keys that I told you, I give jewelry keys to people all the time. Um, but, but that's the way I do it. I, I also have a site called um, Spirit Site with Mystic Moon. Um, and it looks new because my Facebook <laughs> was hacked. So I had to recreate my pages. So, um, but there you can reach me. You can ask me questions. You can reach out for understanding. I'm happy to help and um, be there if there's something you if you're drawn to me, I'm, I'm there and I, everything's energetic. So if you're meant to find me, you will. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? I, I know I've repeated this very much, but um, you are a creator being with all the light and energy of source. Um, so you are limitless. Never forget. Remember who you are, not who you're told to be. That's a great message. Lorelai, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you, and I wish you the best. You too. Thank you so much for reaching out, Jeff. I appreciate it. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara Podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.